Good morning, everybody. Uh, what a glorious Easter. Oh, it's been a long week, hasn't it? We began on Palm Sunday, last Sunday, with the Palm Procession in. Then, of course, Monday, Tuesday, as, as normal. Holy Thursday here, Good Friday, last night at the Easter Vigil. Oh, the church has been high octane ever since Holy Week began, so praise the Lord. And do you notice the weather, by the way, too? Absolutely perfect. As if Mother Nature itself was celebrating the Triduum. If you notice, on Holy Thursday, it was dark, cold, gloomy. Friday morning, it began to snow, cold. Holy Saturday, at least Bartolo, was quiet, overcast. On the Easter Vigil, you should have seen it last night. Clouds opened up, the glory of the moon shone. We had this massive Easter Vigil fire blazing. And of course, Easter Sunday perfect, isn't it? I love Easter. Gathering with all of you, celebrating these glorious days of family. I'm sure many of you have plans after, after this morning. But the one thing that comes to mind whenever I think of Easter and these high holy days, the, the, the central pillar of our Christian faith, And it's the word searching. That's what I think about. Searching. We all search for something, don't we? We're all searching. You know, before the Easter Vigil Mass last night, we had the Easter Vigil at 8.30 p.m. And about an hour before the Mass, somebody rang my doorbell. Because all of you, you all know where I live. You, you mean, you, you pay my rent. All of you guys do, right? <laughs> and you know where to find me 24-7. And no matter what time of night, you ring my doorbell, I will answer the door. Even in my dinosaur pajamas, I'll answer that door. You know? If it's not awkward for you, it's not awkward for me. All right, we're all good. All right. I'll open that door. Sure enough, an hour before the vigil mass, this woman rings a doorbell. I didn't recognize her. His father I said, Yes. I want to come back. I want to come back, she says. And this whole conversation is out of my, my front door. So imagine Portola in the rectory. I says, You want to come back? I want to receive Holy Communion again, Father. And tears started welling up in her eyes. She said, I want to receive our Lord again in Holy Communion. I've been away from the church for a long time. And then she began to pour her whole life story out of my front porch. And even though I'm celibate, I know when a woman is pouring her heart out before you, you shut your face. Right? You shut your mouth. Because as men, what is immediately our, our, our natural instinct as men Whenever, especially our wife is pouring her heart out, we go into, oh, okay, I'll fix your problem. I know how to fix it. Brothers, shut your face. <laughs> Listen. And so I just nodded my head. And she just poured out her whole life story before me. And then I said to her, you want to receive communion? It's easy. 
What's the answer, by the way? All you got to do is go to confession. So that's it, Father. I said, absolutely. You just got to, of course, and I laid out the path. So you got to change your life. You got to repent. Absolutely. And I will welcome you with open arms. And you can receive communion right now <laughs> on this Easter vigil. And oh, her eyes lit up. She smiled. I said, but I don't want to pressure you. Take your time. Go over your life. Make a good confession. And then, as you know, there's the steps that lead up into the, the front door. It's about seven steps. And this poor woman, she was hunched over by her suffering. She slowly walked down my steps. My heart wanted to explode at that moment. When she asked me, when I told her, all you got to do is go into confession, she says, really, Father, you don't mind? I said, daughter, that's why I was born. I am created and born to bring you back to Jesus Christ. Daughter of God. Oh, I wanted to scream, but I was, I was, I was calm. That's why I'm created. I exist, I breathe, I eat. To bring as many souls to Jesus Christ as possible. And I beg God every day, part of my prayer, God, don't don't let me mess it up. I know I'm weak. I'm a sinner. and Work through my misery. This daughter of God searched for decades. Oftentimes when we leave the church or start practicing it, we never stop searching, do we? We're always looking. Beautifully, in St. Paul, the first reading today, right into the Colossians. This is Paul now speaking. If then you were raised with Christ, who is he talking about here? He's talking about all of us who have been baptized. Every single one of us who had the water poured over us. He's speaking to us, you, me, now. If you were raised with Christ, seek what is above. Where Christ is seated at his right hand, at the right hand of the Father. He's speaking to the heart of of our tendency, which tries to search for the answers of life's deepest questions and the silly things, the money, the power, the honor, the pleasure. Our hearts are always so fickle that we always go after the glittery, shiny things. Well, what happens, I know all all of us know when we try to live like that, to try to find the deepest answers to the human heart, what happened to those things, all of those things? You know what those things are? Those are like those little peeps. You know what those peeps are for Easter? Those disgusting little things. Don't eat them, by the way. You eat more than three, you're, you're going to die. You're going to die if you eat those things. It looks so beautiful on the outside, but they're so shiny yellow. It looks so cute. You grab them, you bite into them. Oh, empty sugar. Don't touch them this Easter. They're from the devil crazy little things. 
But we search for answers like that. You think, oh, if I just stuff my face with enough peeps, ah, oh, then I'll be happy. No! You're going to die! <laughs> oh, we think, oh, if I just look beautiful. Are there any supermodels in here? One day, Pam, supermodel, you're going to get ugly. You're going to get wrinkly and frail. Um, brothers, all of our muscles will go away too. You ever see those photos of Arnold Schwarzenegger in his heyday? Oh, that man was massive. Who was it? Mr. Olympian? I don't know what he was. I don't know what he is now. You ever see photos of him now? I could lift more than Arnold. Right now. Don't, don't test me. Don't, but just believe my words. Research and research. But all we got are empty calories. The glorious proclamation this day is that Jesus Christ is the answer to all of your questions. Jesus Christ is the answer to every longing of the human heart. Beautifully, C.S. Lewis, the great convert to Christianity, he used to be an atheist. There are many arguments for God's existence, and we don't have time to go through it here, of course. But the answers and the arguments for God's existence are strong. One of my favorite arguments for his existence, and I've spoken about this over the years. And I love this argument because it's very practical. It's the argument of desire. Remember that argument for God's existence? So notice now in our, in our lives, we all have a desire. And in the world, there's always a corresponding answer to those desires. For example, C.S. Lewis would say, I desire food. I have an inner desire, that natural desire for food. And in the world, there's corresponding answers to that. There's fried chicken, pizza, beer, steak, rack of lamb, a Big Mac. You name it. We desire food. Food exists. A duck has a natural desire to swim. There's such thing as the Feather River, ponds, Lake Davis. The lakes, basins, ducks, desire to swim, ponds exist. Well, then C.S. Lewis would deepen it, but then notice this about the human heart. And again, this is where, why I love this argument, because we've all, in, we've all experienced this. We all desire something from the depths and the core of our being, especially love. See, this is why I don't care how rich you are or how, how much you, you've accrued in your life or what your job title is. If you don't have love in your life, it's, it's nothing. It's paper. And so we desire love, and so we, what, what, do we, what we do, we seek out, we look for relationships. And the lucky of us, you know, we fall in love and we get married and we have kids and then a beautiful relationship develops. And especially when you have your first kid, all the intensity of that search for love, even it just intensifies, explodes. First parents always tell me, Chelsea, listen up, you're going to have your first baby, praise the Lord. 
You think you could love now? <laughs> oh, ask any parent in here. The moment you lay your eyes on your baby, even all disgusting, just, just dripping with that f- ambiotic fluid and blood, like, oh my gosh, my baby. <laughs> the intensity of your love, even Michael, you'll, you'll cry like a baby. For all of your muscles, Michael. But what happens? You still thirst for more. C.S. Lewis again, not to continue the argument. Nothing in this world can satisfy me. If, therefore, there is nothing in this world that can satisfy this deepest desire of the human heart, it follows then that I am not created for this world. Do you see how the argument goes? Because nothing in this world can satisfy the deepest needs of my life, this is why, again, keep searching for the biggest answers. Don't, don't be satisfied with what the world gives us. Because, again, the world gives us peeps. I don't care how many colors now it comes in. Not only yellow, I think it comes with red and blue and all the silly colors. No matter what color it is, it will never satisfy us. So keep searching. Huh, if nothing in this world can satisfy the deepest longing of my heart, then, then follow I am not created for here. Listen to Paul. Think of what is above, not of the earth. You have died, and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, your life, appears, then you too will appear with him in glory. He's speaking about heaven. You and I are created for heaven. And the bold Easter proclamation, my brothers and my sisters. Christ lives. Christ is the answer. We no longer have to fear death, famine, disease, and all the other things which terrifies us. Christ lives. And he is victorious. And the Christian stands resolute unafraid of whatever the world throws at us. Why? Because we are not made for the earth. Stop searching. Look no further. The answers of which you seek is found here in the Holy Catholic Church where Christ now will give of himself pour himself out in love and offer himself to humanity. My dear friends, as is our Easter custom, we renew on this day our baptismal promises. If you remember when you were adults, you made these same promises. Or if you were baptized as infants, probably most of us. Our parents and our godparents answered these questions on our behalf. And so, uh, at this moment, we shall renew our baptismal promises and invite all of you to please stand.
Dear friends, through the Paschal mystery, we have been buried with Christ in baptism so that we may rise with him to newness of life. Now that we have completed our Lenten observances, let us renew the promises we made in baptism when we rejected Satan and his works and promised to serve God faithfully in his holy Catholic Church. And to the series of questions, please resound and answer with, I do. Do you reject sin so as to live in the freedom of God's children? I do. Do you reject the glamour of evil and refuse to be mastered by sin? I do. Do you reject Satan, father of sin and prince of darkness? I do. Do you believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth? I do. Do you believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was born of the Virgin Mary, was crucified, died, and was buried, rose from the dead, and is now seated at the right hand of the Father? I do. Do you believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting? I do. God, our powerful Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, has given us a new birth by water and the Holy Spirit and forgiven all of our sins. May he also keep us faithful to our Lord Jesus Christ forever and ever. Amen. May this water